Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our, our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The parables of Christ are, uh, well, to be honest with you, not a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't think they're a whole lot of fun to preach on because there's so much there and they're not fun because they say a lot of things about us that I don't really like. I don't know if you like it either, but it's great to go through it because God's word is so powerful and so good for us that even though we may not like it, our sinful flesh is subdued by God's word and we hear what Christ has to say, especially about this parable of, of the sower. We see something interesting, though, about the parables that they're not necessarily there for everybody, in the same way, at least. They are for all to hear, but Jesus says to his, to his, his, to his disciples, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Right? This is for those who are in faith, they will see it clearly with faith in the eyes that have been granted to them with the ears that God has given them to hear it rightly. They will hear it rightly, whereas those who do not believe will hear it wrongly. And that's not really all that nice, is it? <laughs> Usually we, we want Jesus to be nice and say, he's gonna tell everybody everything they need to know exactly as they need to know it. But in this case, he gives these things so that some might be confounded, some might be confused, but hopefully that still would be the word of God planted so that it might flourish and they might seek him more and find out exactly what does he mean. Thankfully, we do know what he means by this parable. And so with this parable, we have to ask ourselves, and really this is for ourselves, and this is not something you ask somebody else necessarily, but I'll, I'll ask you, what kind of soil are you? What kind of soil do you have? I, ask, I say that because oftentimes people want to use this against somebody else to say, that person heard the word and they don't hear it, they're obviously hardened. Or that person rose up and fell away, they're obviously on rocky soil. That person heard the word and now they are gone because, well, it's just not financially advantageous to be in church anymore. They're the ones who have thorns. No, no, that's not the point. The point is to ask ourselves these things. Say, which soil do I have, right? Is your soil, is your heart, um, is your heart hardened? Has it been trampled on? Does Satan come and peck at you all the time? And take away God's word so that it would not plant firmly in, in your heart. And that you might do God's will according to his grace. Is your, heart on, is, is your heart set on stones, on the rocks? So that when you hear God's word, you hear it. And it's so good and you're so excited. But then as soon as the scorching heat of temptation and testing come, you fall away. And you say, that's just too hard. You have no roots in that case. Or do you have thorns? Are you choked by the cares? Are you choked by the cares of, 
of, of this world by wealth and by pleasures of life, and you're not quite going to make it if that's the case? Or do you have good soil? Is your heart good in that it hears God's word and, and holds it fast with an honest and good heart and bears fruit with patience? Now, that's also not to lift yourself up on a pedestal or to tear yourself down by all these things by itself. Because we have to know that when Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, Proverbs 20 verse 12 says, 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 the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. You cannot hear God's word correctly or rightly without his Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit must enlighten you as to what God's word really means, what it says. And we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. That when you hear God's word, the Holy Spirit is active, right? He is doing his work. And the more you hear God's word, whatever kind of soil you have, it will be changed. That the word of God is the means by which your heart does change to hear it rightly and to take it and bear fruit with patience. That if your heart is hardened, the more that you sow that seed of God's word, then the more your heart softens up. The more that your, your stony heart might hear God's word, the stones are cleared away so that the root of the plant that makes it will not be shallow, but will be deep. And for those who have thorns, the the word of God acts as a kind of, as a kind of, I guess, acts as kind of a herbicide, right, against those thorns. It helps us to see what we truly care in, what we truly trust in, what our faith, what our fear, love, and trust in is above all things. Is it in God or is it in wealth? Is it in the pleasures of life or the comforts of, and cares of and cares of this world, the word helps us to see that and to clear it out by God's grace so that our heart would be good soil, that the word would take root and grow. And the wonderful thing with this is that when Jesus says, as for that in the good soil, they are those who hearing, who hearing the word hold it fast. That word, hold it fast, is actually where we get the word for catechesis, for catechism. We hold fast God's word. We don't just hear it once. We cherish it. We speak it continually, day and night, to our children, to our friends, to our family. We bind it on our arms. We put it as, we put it as, 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 as frontlets, as frontlets between our eyes, and we bind it on our doorposts. The word of God is throughout our life, on our lips, and firmly planted, fastly in our hearts. That we hold on to God's word, we cherish it, we keep it, 
and therefore our hearts are good, and therefore we bear fruit with patience, but not our own patience, the patience that is supplied by the patience of Christ, and his patience that was shown on his cross, that in his In his steadfastness, in his honest and good heart, we now have a place. So that we can hear a parable. And when we hear that parable and we hear something we don't quite like about it, doesn't quite land well, thankfully, God's word helps us to examine ourselves. To know that we, and not necessarily somebody else, but we, you are the target of of this parable. Now we see here that with the word of God, it is powerful. From our uh, text from Hebrews chapter 4, the word of God is, is, the word of God is, living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints, and, and, excuse me, and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of of, of the heart. On some level, knowing that the word is doing all of the work, it helps a guy like me know that I don't necessarily have to get it right every time for you to know what is supposed to be, what is really going on with God's word. That no matter how tense I am, no matter how much I stumble and stutter, God's word is doing his work. God's word does not come back to him void. And in that sense, we gather and we hear God's word that we have sinned, we hear his law, we have fallen short, that we do not do all the things that God would want us to do, that we do have bad hearts by ourselves, but by his grace, our hearts are made good. And in hearing his gospel, when our hearts are, con- are contrite and sorrowful for our sin, when we hear his gospel, that we are forgiven. We hold fast that blessed hope of everlasting life. We trust in God's word. And therefore, we can be tested and made to examine ourselves to ask, do we trust God's word in all that it says? Do we trust God's word in creation and how God has made us? Do we trust God's word and what he tells us about how we are to act, not just for ourselves, but for those in our family, to our spouses, to our children? Do we trust God's word when it tells us how to spend our time? Do we learn God's word by heart? Do we engage in catechesis? Do we hold it fast? Do we hold it and, and um, read, mark, learn, 
and inwardly digest his word day in and day out? Do we do these things? And the short answer is no, not perfectly, but by God's grace, we do more and more each day. By God's grace, we hear more and more about what he has done for us and who we now are in Christ. That hearing what God has to say means that we can have rest from our sin. That there remains a Sabbath rest for God's people. That when you come to church on Sunday and when you engage and when you and when you engage in the the divine service, you rest. Sure, you may stand up and you may sit down and you may say some things, but you can rest in the grace of God. That that the divine service is not called so because what we do is godly or what we do is good and great, but what God does for you. When he comes to you through his word, tells you you're a sinner, tells you you're forgiven, tells you that you are baptized and washed clean of all, all, of all your sin, tells you that you are partaking of God's body and blood, the blood of Christ shed for you, is now given for you to eat and to drink so that you would rest and know that he has done all things for you in salvation, that the congregation goes into God's rest. And in the third commandment, we therefore, by God's word and according to his word and according to his grace, we keep, we, 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 excuse me, we remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And what does, what does this mean? That we should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching in his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and and, 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 and we gladly hear and learn it. We are made holy by hearing God's word, and therefore by his word, by his Holy Spirit, we fear and love and trust in him above all things. So with this, let us go forth and let's ask ourselves, what kind of soil do we have? What kind of soil are we? And if we are hardened, if we are rocky, if we're covered in thorns, we know that God's word, continually spoken, continually heard, continually granting God's grace, will make us good so that we may bear fruit, so that we may trust in him in all that he says, in all that he says about creation, in all that he says about how we are to live, and how we are to spend our time, and how we are to learn God's word by heart, not just by rote, but by heart. If it is firmly in your heart, then it will pour forth from your mouth for all to hear and know, so that they might also become good soil. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord.